Destinate NZ Show. I'm Michelle Caldwell, and today we're talking about how to master trends. Yes, welcome back, listeners, and thank you for joining us today. And we are on the countdown, as you will all know, towards our first trends in three years. So today I thought it was a very timely reminder to just drop in with some of my tips on how to master trends. And specifically, we're going to talk about how to get the most out of your appointment schedule. You've all got those now. Hopefully you're all really happy with the buyers that you're seeing and you've been able to fill the gaps that you've got and you're in touch with all of the buyers that you can't fit into your schedule and organizing morning teas, afternoon teas, cups of teas, glasses of wine, and maybe even lunch with them while they're there. So I have gone out and asked a couple of our buyers that are coming to Trends what they're looking for when they're in their appointments and what makes an appointment memorable for them for the right reasons and the wrong reasons. So stay tuned for those at the end. It's really great to hear from those who are actually going to be talking to us operators um, and making the decisions on what products they put into their programs. And then hopefully that will give you some ideas on how to build your appointments and your presentations so you are memorable for all of the right reasons and you get some cut through with the appointments you're seeing. So firstly, we all know why we're going to Trends and that is to connect with those buyers from overseas and from in New Zealand as well who make decisions on what tourism experiences to put into their programs. So yes, it is a business to business event as we all know. But of course, we've now only got a few weeks to get our preparation ready. And there is a lot of preparation that should go into maximizing your impact at trends. So the appointment schedules have pretty much been done. You've still got some time to fill in the gaps that you might have, but hopefully you've been busy connecting with those buyers and hopefully the buyers are accepting your connection requests so you can fill in those appointments that you might have. Now, what's next with your preparation? Well, obviously, you have to work out what you're going to say at Trends and how you're going to present that. Now, most of us will have an iPad or a laptop on our stands and have some kind of presentation that we can share with the buyers that come to see us. And this can be done in a number of ways, and it really depends on what you are most comfortable doing. But remember, we only have 15 minutes, and that 15 minutes needs to include the welcomes and the hellos and the how are you's, and also sometimes even some of that travel time to get from one hall to the other. So don't make a presentation that needs every second of that 15 minutes to get through it. Otherwise, you might find that you're not finishing any of them. But some people like to use a video for their presentation and talk over the video while they're there. And that's absolutely fine. Sometimes a video is the best way to showcase your product. Others of you will like to have a more traditional PowerPoint presentation, or you might be using some other kind of presentation software. Now, some of the tips for that I would suggest 
don't put too many words onto the screen because what you want to be doing in these appointments is connecting with the buyer and it's that connection that's going to make you memorable and basically relate to each other on a deeper level if you like. Now that all sounds quite spiritual but if we're just talking to a presentation that has all of the words on the screen well obviously they're probably going to get distracted reading those rather than listening to what you're saying. And the other important thing is obviously you want time for them to ask questions so you can listen to them on what they're looking for and how your product might actually fit in with their program. The other part of preparation is obviously getting ahead of yourself for after the show. So what marketing collateral have you got? Have you got all of your high-res imagery filed away in an easy to share format so when you come to do your follow-up you'll just be able to drop that into the emails that you're sending out and those marketing collateral a lot of the buyers now aren't wanting to take away things with them they don't want printed paper they're quite happy to have links to electronic documents and so you can show them by all means have that as part of your presentation and say this is my marketing collateral kit this is what I will share with you when we all get home and then they know what to expect and they might say hey look I see that you haven't got this am I able to get that from you as well and you can make a note and and put that into their personalized follow-up so yeah make sure that's all part of the preparation the other Part of the preparation is obviously who is on your stand. Now, if it's you, that's great because you're doing the preparation, you're listening to this podcast and you're learning and preparing for what you need to do. If there's somebody else that's going to be on your stand, make sure they know what to expect, particularly all of the newbies that we've welcomed to our industry over the last 18 months or so, and they may never have been to trends before. The other thing I would say is in your preparation, get lots of sleep the week beforehand because this is a big week. And yes, there's a lot of networking that goes on. There are a few or there can be a few late nights, but you absolutely need to have your stamina. And one of the things that we probably aren't quite prepared for at the moment is that we're not all match fit because we haven't been doing many of these trade shows. So get yourself fit and healthy prior to getting to trends so you're ready to actually talk nonstop for four days. That's really important. And then when we get to trends, the appointment streams are going to start. So what are the things that you can do on your stand to Make it memorable for the buyers that are coming to see you and make an impact and, yeah, make them like you because obviously that's what we're trying to do, isn't it? We're trying to get them to trust us to deliver experiences for their guests. So the first thing, try and keep your appointments on time. Now, if you don't finish your presentations, please don't keep going into the next appointment because all that does is make yourself late and make that person late for their next appointment. And if you've got a buyer standing there waiting for you and you can see, they can see you know that they're waiting, that's not going to go down very well. So do try and keep your appointments within the bells that are rung at trends. The other really important thing is to keep your energy levels high. Now, 
I don't condone sitting there drinking coffee or any of the energy drinks all day. That might be a little bit of overkill. But it's really important that when you talk to the next buyer, they need to feel like they're the first person you're talking to for the day. Because you are going to be doing a lot of talking and a lot of the time it's going to be very repetitive because you will have a presentation there that you will be repeating every 15 minutes. So however you can build in something into your presentation to keep it fresh, keep yourself energized and keep it new for the buyers that are coming to your stand the better received it will be. Nobody wants that five o'clock appointment on the last day of trends. But if you can be the most memorable because you're leaving a lasting impact, that's the final impression that people have got from trends. So how do you make it fun for them and make it fun for yourself? So have a think about that when you're pulling your presentations together. And that's one of the reasons that I say don't put too many words onto your presentation itself because you'll then start to revert to just reading that information rather than talking about it in different ways to each customer that's there. What else can you do on the day? If you have a spare appointment, it's really important if you're not going to stay at your stand to leave some information on your stand. So just in case a buyer walks past, they might have a spare appointment or they might just be heading to their next appointment and they see you and they don't have an appointment with you. They might just like to stop in. Now, there is a little bit of this drop in stuff that happens at trends. So just be prepared for that. And if you are going to leave your stand in a spare appointment, just make sure that you've got a business card at least so they can touch base with you and say, hey, I dropped in to see you and I'd love some information. Likewise, if you have appointments, please make sure you're there. Now, I think this was pretty straightforward, but as we're going to hear from one of our buyers shortly, this actually happened to her, that a seller did not turn up to an appointment and just left a little business card saying, sorry. So we don't want that to happen at all. By all means, if you want to take a, a buyer across to grab a coffee in your appointment, you can absolutely do that. And there'll be plenty of opportunities for you to do that as well. But remember, it is only 15 minutes and 15 minutes goes really quickly when you're having a conversation with one of the travel sellers. Okay, and then we get to, I think, the most important part of any sales call, any trade show that we do. And that is the follow-up. It's really important that you take really good notes through the trade show and make sure you personalize those notes. Now, there's obviously things that we shouldn't do. Like if you're given a business card, please don't staple it onto a piece of paper. That's really culturally insensitive for some of our, our markets. But keep those business cards with your notes so you know that this person asked for this specific thing. And a lot of people often contact me and say, look, I email buyers after I've spoken to them and I never hear anything from them. Well, we're going to cover that off with one of our buyers as well. It comes on. But what I say back to that is you need to be persistent. You need to build relationships. This isn't just about sending an email saying, hey, I met you. Here's my email. Now you've got to sell my product. We need to think about when you make friends. It's not an instant 
well, not quite often, it's not an instant thing. Sometimes it is and sometimes it will be with buyers as well. But when you're doing that follow-up, make sure you personalize it as much as you can. So if somebody sat in front of you, and I'm going to use the experience that we talked about with Adam Taylor from Tapuya when we had the Art of Networking episode, and he always comments on people's earrings. Now, if somebody sits in front of you and they have an incredible pair of earrings on, why not put that into the follow-up? Hey, once again, I really loved those earrings that you were wearing at Trends and it was great to meet you and here's the information I promised you. That's going to instantly make you more memorable and more personal than just sending a, hi, here's my follow-up, this is what we do and here's our product manual and here's our imagery and they'll just go, yep, nice file and you won't hear from them. Ask them a question. Say, look, hey, on the day we spoke about this. Could you elaborate more? And I'm happy to get some information out for you. And that way, if you're asking them a question, again, it's going to make them feel a little bit more like, oh, I have to get back to Michelle because she asked me for this information. So they're my tips on how to do your follow-up. Obviously, everybody's a little bit different. We do have some tips coming in from the buyers. So the buyers I've got joining me today, I've got Adele Marsden from New Zealand Educational Tours, followed up by Louise Bilby and Rachel Wallace. We've got the double act from Anne's Crow in Australia answering some of those key questions on what we should be doing to maximize our trends appointment. So I'm going to hand over to them now. Hopefully you've enjoyed these tips hopefully you're all organized for trends or on your way to being very organized for trends and look I can't wait to see you all there so please swing by the Destinate NZ stand I'll be in the Lake Topor section so come and say hi I am actually going to be doing some live interviews at trends for the podcast so swing by if you'd like to say hi Give me a little bit of an update on what you're doing with your product. It is going to have to be in morning tea or lunch times because I do have a full appointment schedule. But yeah, love to talk to you, love to get you onto the show and love to do a bit of a shout out for what you're doing at Trends. So look out for me, but enjoy these interviews from the buyers and we'll talk to you soon. Kakite. Welcome Adele Marsden from New Zealand Educational Tours. Okay, so hi Adele, tell me a little bit about your business. My business is New Zealand Educational Tours and we specialise in the youth, the student market. But my youngest has been eight, my oldest has been 86. So we do have a large variety of clients. And what kind of tours do you put together for them? A mixture. Always special interest or a lot of niche from garden tours to students coming through and wanting to learn about the geography and the geology of the country. We get Australian groups that are very interested in the northern northern part of the country where they can go and test the waters in Rotorua and work out what's in them, etc. But we also have garden tours. We've got three garden tours actually this year from America. Americans who are very keen. They go the north and the south. They love the best gardens, especially the ones that are nationally registered. So we do that. We also do university board and they are very specific from anything from nurses to teachers to biologists to people that study chemical engineering. We do whatever they want and they come here for three weeks in the best time of the year, May. Wow, perfect. 
And so how many trends have you been to personally? Well, I've been to at least 12. But I did go as a seller and realised that most people who come to trends have already got their inbound tour operator. And so I am, I am now a buyer. And so when you go to trends, what are you looking for? First thing, trade ready sellers, people who understand the distribution channel, people who understand commissions. And of course, I'm looking for new product, but I also want to connect back with people with product that we already use. But ultimately, as far as I'm concerned, the sellers need to be trade ready and they need to have everything at their fingertips so I can learn about what they offer. And how does a seller become memorable to you? I mean, have a smile on your face when you get there. But ultimately, know their stuff. Really know their stuff. And perhaps it would be quite nice if they know who we are. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I find so frustrating is to sit down and have to but go over exactly what we do again and again and again, whereas I will know who I'm seeing. I now know who I'm seeing. I will be doing some research into some of those products because I don't know them, and I'll be coming in with questions and what they offer, timings, where they are, can we fit it into our itineraries? That's what I'll be doing. And it would be nice that if they also have done a little bit of research, oh, I've got a job from New Zealand Educational Tours. Oh, gosh, so she does really specialised stuff. We can help her with our new eco-tour in Wanaka, for example. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for. Okay, and what shouldn't sellers do? Well, one thing they shouldn't do is not be there when I turn up at the appointment. I've had that happen to me. And just with a little business card, sorry, honestly. Wow. That's happened. Happened at last trends with the, you know, the one we had in Rotorua. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. They also shouldn't get distracted with what's going on around. They should be focusing on what they're doing with me and no one else and that does happen as well kind of looking for the next appointment and not really concentrating so I don't know how we put that into the shouldn'ts but just need to know this stuff so you know so if you had to summarize and put three of your top tips for the sellers that you're going to be talking to what would you tell them what would you say you say hey Adele from New Zealand Educational Tours is coming to visit you these are the three things that you need to do to capture my attention, be memorable. Know your stuff, know the distribution channel and have a great big smile on your face and be easy to talk to. That's easy. Cool. And thinking back to all the trends that you've been to, have you had a sales call that is really memorable that you talk about still and for either good or bad reasons? I'm just thinking of things that happened in Rotorua and who stood out. Mm. One of my most memorable ones was actually David Blackmore when he was doing Waimango Valley. I have never sat in front of someone so passionate about what he was selling. He was unbelievable. He got me absolutely excited. And because he was excited, Mm. he loved it. He loved what they did. He loved everything about it. And I got pulled right in there and he does stand out as a highlight 
Yeah, awesome. And I want to do a couple of quick yes, no's, because these are things that people have been asking about. So I'd just be good to get other people's opinions, because obviously I've got my own opinion. These cards, do we need them? No. Prison printed collateral? No. Gifts? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of gifts? Jelly beans. What works? Jelly Sorry. beans. Jelly beans. Give you the sugar hit as you're running around from one. Because that's the thing about being a buyer. You don't stop. So jelly beans are really good. No, I don't need a gift. I, To be honest, I don't, you know, I don't want to come home laden with like water bottles or anything like that. I really, truly don't want that. I'm going yeah. back to the business card thing. I'm half and half on that. Mm. Because business cards are good to have. And I still use business cards even to this very day. Yeah. Same. So maybe let's flag the, I think flag the, I don't need printed collateral. I just need a link, what they do. I want to see what they do. Yes, let's do the business cards and jelly beans. <laughs> but no water, no big water bottles. You're, you're going to get 50 packs of jelly beans now. You know that, hey. So that's just my thoughts. And honestly, as a buyer, I have to say, but going from a seller to a buyer, I really understood how those buyers are. And I think the sellers need to understand that too because you're moving and you can sometimes have to move from one side of the hall to the other and then yes. back again and you are just constantly on the go there's no break I mean I do not have a spare appointment and whereas others can go and have a nice coffee in the New Zealand lounge or whatever it doesn't happen and it'd be really good if sellers really understood that actually about our buyers yeah that's actually really good feedback because I've been a buyer as well at Trends many many years ago and it is really tiring and you're doing a lot of concentrating because the whole time you're thinking about how does this fit into what yeah. I'm doing? Can it fit into an itinerary? Is it going to match something that one of my B2B partners might be interested in? Whereas as a seller, it's a lot easier because you're just talking about your product the whole day. And by the end of it, I find that I'm almost like, oh, God, did I say that to you now or was that, am I just, like, I've said it I so many that. times that, and mm. you try and mix it up. And that's why I always say to people, don't put a lot of words onto your presentation because then you will just read it and you'll it'll just become a mush by the end of the couple of days. But, yeah, to have that empathy for the buyers who are doing so much walking around and, and particularly those who haven't got English as their first language as well. It's incredibly yeah, challenging for them mm. on so many levels yeah. to, to yeah. concentrate and yeah sort of hear what we're trying to say to them as sellers because I don't know I can't remember what they give us down there but I usually create my own little book I just bind her up with, so that I've got the name of every person in the order yep and then just take that with me so that I and I just scroll down notes on that and that's just my little trends book they used to give us I don't think they do that anymore no it's all online now it's all done yeah, via I'm, the app so yeah, so, yeah. yeah I can't that, that's too hard for me so and I would suggest that as a buyer you are seeing so many people that you've got to have something well that's I do have to have something to just note so that's how I work it anyway I just create my yeah. own book yeah yeah cool all right well thank you for joining us today and enjoy trends look forward to catching up and uh, thanks for sharing your tips Michelle thanks for taking me on and listening to me We're very fortunate to have Louise Bilby and Rachel Wallace from Anne's Crow joining us to give us their take on what makes for a really memorable appointment at Trends. So firstly, welcome, ladies. 
Hi, how are you? Good, very well, thank (laughs) you. Now, look, I know most people are going to know about Anne's Crow, but can you just start by telling us a little bit about Anne's Crow and what you guys do? Yeah, well, we've been around for coming up to 30 years next year, so it's been extremely exciting. And we are a wholesaler that specialises in holidays to New Zealand. So we help the travel agent put together the complete package for New Zealand, be it just car hire accommodation or we can do car hire accommodation, flights, sightseeing. So we really take that whole package and tailor make it to the client's budget and the kind of things that they are into in terms of interest like wines or food and nature and all those kind of things. Wonderful. And tell me, what are you most excited about when you think ahead to trends? What's the purpose of trends for your organisation? Well, we love coming over for trends. Start with it's reconnecting and developing new relationships as well. So over the last couple of years, obviously, there's been a lot of shifts within the industry. And it's good to know where people might have popped up they might have changed roles within their company and working in a completely different realm of what they were used to so it's reconnecting for us that's probably one of the biggest things is to understand you know both sides of the industry where people are new in the new roles and we can then explain a little bit about what we've done and where we're going and that sort of thing as well yeah, yeah, that's great. I always used to joke when we got to trends that we'd take a look at people's name cards and it wasn't to remember their names because we usually knew them, but it was to check where they were working. But I think this year is going to be even more than that because there has been such a change in the last three years since we last got together. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. <laughs> now, sure. is there anything in particular that you're looking for at trends this year? For us, We're always on the hunt for new product, love Mm -hmm. new product, just something that can give us a different perspective on how we can include it in packages that we've already created. Or, you know, for some people, they are a second time visitor to New Zealand. So it's giving them a new experience that they should consider. Like I've been to Queenstown, I don't need to go there again, but it's like, well, no, you have to go because there's X, Y, Z that has popped up and that is just the kind of experience your clients are going to love and we really recommend that they do it. So, yeah, for us, it's the new product and just getting updates on existing product. With COVID, there was a lot of hibernation and not everyone has brought back their existing product. They have since pivoted and created new products for markets because not only do we deal with Australia customers, we've got domestic and we've got the UK market that we are bringing down to New Zealand. So, every market kind of has a different experience or a different take on what they would like to see in New Zealand. So trends is a really good focus for us on finding those kind of products. Awesome. And how do sellers become memorable to you? Like what makes for a good appointment? The thing that stands out the most for us is the passion that the sellers really express we want them to kind of almost take us on the journey that we're there with them, experiencing the product as if we were doing the tour or staying in their hotel and that sort of thing, because that actually is something that is unquantifiable in a way. We can see that passion and face-to-face it makes such a difference in understanding it compared to going on a website or looking at a rate sheet. 
So that's something that really stands out to us. We want to walk away from that appointment and go, right, on my next holiday, I'm coming to do this. And yeah, that really stands out for sure. Yeah, cool. And what about things that they shouldn't do while they're at Trends? (laughs) I'm sure over the many years you guys have been coming to Trends, you've experienced some examples, not many because we are all very professional, but occasionally you do strike one that is an example of what not to do. Can you share? Discussing this before and it was really a hard one because I don't know if I've ever really had a bad appointment I think again as Rachel touched on the passion if like the whole point of why we're in this industry is not because we are going to be made millionaires but it's because we love what we do Mm -hmm. so if you can't express that it makes it quite a hard appointment because you're trying to extract out why I should be sending my customer there so I guess if they Mm -hmm. didn't have any USPs it would be like well you can talk about the product but to also talk about why you might be different from another car rental company that Mm. is going to be here as well what is your unique selling point so making sure that you know your product really well is probably the key Mm. thing to a good appointment and how to not have a bad one Mm. yes yeah and there's probably something in that as well it's thinking about who the right person to send to trends as your representative is as well like it's not necessarily always the owner like you might be fantastic operationally and health and safety wise and all of that but if you're not a salesperson and you're not a people person you might like to think about that as well potentially and I'm sure that doesn't happen often but I think it is something that we should think about particularly with a lot of new products coming to trend yes yes yeah absolutely yeah and can you think of the best sales call that you've ever had at trends it feels like such a distant memory that that's really hard (laughs) (laughs) it's like nothing really existed pre-covid these days is it yeah yeah it's really delving into the memory banks yeah yeah chocolate is always a good one oh (laughs) yeah i was going chocolate on a stand yeah it's great especially yep. in the afternoon. I guess there's one time THL did barocas and yep. a twist, you yep. twisted the lid of the water and the yep. barocca dropped in. That was really good for a last day appointment yeah. to give you that pep to get through the last hour. <laughs> yes, they thought about that one. One of the questions that I've had, obviously I talk a lot about the importance of follow-up and Obviously, we all know that that is important because you guys can't remember everything that you've learned in the four days at Trends. But what are your tips for follow-up? Because some of the feedback I've had from sellers is that, look, I follow up and I never hear back from these people and I don't know if they've read my email. What should I do? So what advice would you give to them? I mean, a really easy one in that is put a read receipt on it. I don't know, you know, like that's kind of a, you know, it's been delivered, you know, it's been received sort of scenario. I know that sounds really basic, but then it can reassure the person that sent it. A few tips I would say is don't follow up the week after trends, leave it two or three weeks, even a month is fine because one is going back to normal in a sense and dealing with everything that they've left untouched while they've been at trends. So that can obviously take a little bit of catch up. The other thing would be maybe don't write a novel, just put it in bullet points, just quick things, but it's really nice to have it personalised as well. Reference something that you might have spoken about in the appointment, a bit more than just the business talk, but more personal, Mm -hmm. if you can touch on that at all. 
those sort of things always make a difference. And I guess it's asking potentially a few questions within the email to initiate a response from us as well, like checking on something. Are we organizing training, that sort of thing in the follow-up? Yeah, good advice. Have you got anything to add to that, Lou? No, I think Rachel did a good job of covering all of that. Rates rates can always be good, but it's sometimes a bit hard depending on commission structure. So again, if you're making it personable, then include the rates. They're mm-hmm. always what we're desperately in need of all the time. So definitely having rate contracts on there. And another thing that we need quite a lot of is image galleries. So actually mm-hmm. having access to an image gallery, that especially if you've done refreshed imaging, so we can update our sites and our back end as well. Image gallery would be also really important. Yeah. Yeah. Good tips. One thing for people who haven't had the opportunity to secure an appointment with us at Trends is always reach out because we are more than happy to do a Zoom catch-up or a Teams meeting, or even me and Rachel will jump on a call and speak to you about your product. So just remember that if you don't get an appointment, all is not lost. You can still always reach out to Anne's Crow at any stage and, and work with us. Awesome. Great advice. And hopefully they will all do that. Now, look, I've got a, just a couple of quick yes, no answers. And if you want to add a few words after yes or no, that's fine. But these are just common things that come up when I'm chatting to people. Firstly, business cards. Do you still use them? Yes. yes. Okay. What about printed collateral? No. no. <laughs> you guys are so in sync. <laughs> <laughs> what about gifts? Yes. Yes. And what kind of gifts? You mentioned chocolate. Yeah, chocolate to win. Something that's maybe very local to, to where the supplier is from is always a nice touch. And something that maybe is either travel or office-based. I mean, we're all always traveling here and there. Otherwise, something that might be useful at your desk. You know, different little things. I've got various different collateral pieces that I still use after 10 years if they haven't fallen apart so different things can really remind you of certain suppliers pens are always great but you can only take so many pens home yes <laughs> yes I guess yeah. for us being international buyers we do have to bring everything back in our suitcase mm. so nothing too large <laughs> really works yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We like wine, but we can only take so much back. Yes, <laughs> yes. So maybe we give the wine to you on the first day so you've got a week to drink it. <laughs> yeah. And the right. is on the last day. Yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> to the get Red you Ball on the flight home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. Look, that's all I've got for you. So thank you so much for joining me. I'm sure that short chat will help some of our listeners get ready for trends and just understand it a little bit more from a buyer perspective rather than just listening to my tips all the time so thank you for joining me oh no worries thanks michelle Well, that was great hearing from Adele, Louise and Rachel. I hope you got something out of that and you've now got some ideas on how you are going to prepare for trends over the next few weeks. Now, just one little comment that I need to make on the conversation that we had about gifts. One of the things that you may not have realized this year is that we don't actually have any pack-in time at all. So whatever you're going to take into trends is what you have to carry in just prior to your first appointment. So keep that in mind. Also, the stands have been paired back this year. They've all been taken care of 
of for us. So we're just going to walk in and they're going to be ready to sit down in. There isn't a lot of storage. So again, consider the types of things that you want to take with you to trends. I would suggest we minimize it as much as possible because you want your stand to look nice and clean and tidy for the entire time that you're at trends. So yeah, just one little pointer there on the gifts. But as I said, there is no pack-in time this year and there is no storage on your stands to bring in big boxes of collateral. So maybe think about something that you could post to your agents or have sent directly to them. And I know that's an additional cost, but we all know how lovely it is to receive something in the mail because it doesn't happen very often these days. Most things come via email, don't they? So yeah, I know I love to receive my packages in the mail. So maybe have a think about the alternatives that you can use to, again, stand out with those agents if they receive something from you in the mail maybe that might just be the clincher to get you across the line anyway i hope that helps we'll see you next week guys Ka -ka